Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. It's Thursday, February 8th, 2024, and this is Markets Daily from Coindesk. I'm your host, Jensen Assey. Let's dive in to those prices. According to Coindesk Indices at 8 a.m. Eastern Time, Bitcoin was trading up 3.7% over the past 24 hours, breaking through the $44,000 level, sitting at $44,682. Ether rose 2% over the same time period, sitting at $2,420. It's been a green day for crypto with all assets in the Coindesk 20 index, marking positive returns over the past 24 hours. In traditional markets, both the Nasdaq and the S&P 500 rose just under a percent in yesterday's trading. The S&P cinched a record high at 4,995, nearing the symbolic 5,000 mark for the first time ever. And in commodities, the Brent crude oil benchmark rose, trading at $80.31 a barrel. Meanwhile, gold was trading at $2,024 an ounce. For more on the market's action, let's bring in founder of the Digital Assets Council of Financial Professionals, Rick Edelman. Rick, nice to chat with you, especially as the crypto markets are in the green across the board. What are you watching this morning? Well, we're continuing to pay attention to the flows uh, of assets into the new spot Bitcoin ETFs. This is, of course, the biggest story in crypto this year, 10 years in the making to get these ETFs to market. Uh, And so we're paying very close attention to uh, the receptivity by both investors and particularly investment advisors who have been telling us for years that they have not been allocating to crypto because there wasn't an ETF. Now there are. And so we're watching very closely to see advisor adoption of these new investment opportunities. Tell us a little bit more about that advisor adoption. Some asset managers say that the advisors still need a little bit of convincing, at least some of the asset managers I've spoken to. Are the advisors adopting the ETF at the rate that the industry thought? Yeah, there's nothing surprising going on. Everything is as we anticipated based on the extensive survey research and uh, anecdotal conversations that we've had with advisors over the years. Even in our most recent survey of December of advisors, the message has been very clear and very consistent for years. Financial advisors are interested in crypto. They're curious. More than half of financial advisors in this country personally own Bitcoin, but very few of them are only around 12% have been recommending Bitcoin to their clients. 
And the primary reason that they haven't been doing so is because their compliance departments wouldn't let them. Uh, compliance has been very iffy, very concerned about the nature of crypto allocations and particularly the product access. Most advisors use ETFs in their businesses. They generally are not using esoteric products. They're not using private placements. They don't generally deal with accredited investors. And so uh, a lot of the other complicated, complex, cumbersome products that the crypto community has created over the last decade were really not of something tr of tremendous value or interest to advisors, nor were their compliance departments or investment management teams permitting the advisors to use these products. And so advisors have been very consistent, with 70 to 80% of them saying consistently, when the ETFs become available, I'm going to recommend them to my clients. ETFs are the most popular investment vehicle in the industry, um, as we all know, and we know why. They are highly affordable. You can buy one with $5. They're uh, liquid. They trade all the time. Uh, they're transparent. Clients use them. Clients love them. They're easy to engage with portfolio diversification, easy to rebalance. Tax record keeping is very simple and easy. Well, you can incorporate these Bitcoin ETFs into your client portfolio without creating a new tech stack, without retraining your staff, without having to reculturalize your clients. It's simple and easy way to do this. But everybody's been expecting that when January 10th came along and the SEC gave approval of these ETFs, that it was a light switch. And instantly, financial advisors across the country would be flooding these ETFs with assets. That's not how the game works. We have to recognize that financial advisors are busy running their practices. We just finished year-end with tax planning and estate planning issues and philanthropic activities. Now we're getting into tax season, uh, and financial advisors are very busy with other aspects. Now that these products are finally here, and it's only been just less than a month, the advisors have to figure out which of these 11 products they want to recommend to their clients. Then they've got to figure out how much they are going to allocate to client portfolios. Then they got to figure out which of their clients are they going to make the recommendation to. And then they have to explain all this to their clients. Then they've got to do the executions of the trades. All of this is going to take months, not hours. So we're already beginning to see independent financial advisors, RAAs, they have the greatest agility. They're already beginning to move. The wirehouses are moving far more slowly. They tend to take as much as a year before they put these investments on their platforms. They want to make sure that these assets have liquidity, that they can handle the trading volume that their tens of thousands of advisors and their firms can uh, generate. And you've got to go through compliance as to create rules. They've got to determine which advisors are going to be eligible to do this, which clients are eligible to buy this. The investment management teams have to get approval up the chain of command as to which of these investments they're going to allocate to, et cetera. So everything is going exactly as we've anticipated. Advisors are extremely enthused about this. They are adding this to their to-do list in their practice management. Uh, and we are widely anticipating that there's going to be broad adoption of this over the next two years. We're projecting $150 billion of asset flows from independent advisors alone. That doesn't even count the wirehouses or the regional broker dealers or the other custodians like Schwab and Fidelity and advisors working there. So this is going to be a very big deal we're beginning to see the very early stages of it, but it's going to get exciting pretty soon. Global crypto regulation, the disruptive power of AI, the rise of tokenization. Consensus is the one event where experts convene to talk about the ideas shaping our digital future. 
Join developers, investors, founders, brands, policymakers, and plenty more in Austin, Texas from May 29th to the 31st. The 10th annual Consensus is curated by Coindesk to feature the industry's most sought-after speakers, unparalleled networking opportunities, and unforgettable experiences. Take 15% off with this registration code, MD15. Register now at consensus.coindesk.com. $150 billion over the next two to three years. I know that you've noted that it would be the most successful ETF product. Do you still stand behind that? Yes, it already has been. The total flows into these products in the past month already make it the most successful ETF introduction on a combined basis, exceeding that of GLD 20 years ago. So this is already the most successful ETF launch in history. The flows that are going to come over the next couple of years are also going to set records in the industry. And because Bitcoin has a fixed supply, we are widely anticipating this is going to have a profound impact on Bitcoin's price as well. I want to talk about Bitcoin's price in just a moment so our listeners can hold on to their seats and just get through this next one. You mentioned 11 products are on the market right now, 11 asset managers offering a spot Bitcoin ETF in the United States. Who do you think is going to come out as the winner in this race? Who do you think is going to have the largest amount of assets under management in, let's say, a year or two years from now? Well, I think they're all probably going to be winners simply because the total size of the market pool flows into these overall are going to be so large. It generally takes about $50 million in assets for an ETF to be profitable, for its sponsor to make a buck in operating the fund. If you're going to have tens of billions, potentially hundreds of billions of dollars flowing, you'll easily hit that 50 or $100 million number pretty easily. So I think they'll all be sustainable. But the big, the big winners, I think, are, the, are going to be the dominant uh, holders of these. BlackRock is likely to be the biggest. I mean, let's face it, they are the biggest asset manager. They're the largest ETF provider. So they are already attracting the largest asset flows. So I think Fidelity will probably prove to be the largest, but they're not going to be the only, and they may not even be the largest by very much. Fidelity has a very strong role in the crypto space through Fidelity Digital Assets. Abby Johnson reportedly has been mining Bitcoin since 2010. Uh, They've got hundreds of employees in Fidelity Digital Assets. They provide custody services for institutional clients in crypto for years. They're now recently doing it for individual retail investors. They're going to be a big player as well. Uh, Franklin Templeton. Another trillion-dollar asset manager is uh, an under-the-radar quiet leader in the crypto space. They're the first to launch a blockchain-based money market fund, and they are very busy tokenizing uh, the ETF world. They're going to be a big deal in this space. Uh, They have a lot of depth, a lot of expertise, and they have a really strong brand. The company's 75 years old. CEO Jenny Johnson is a real uh, leader in this area, and I think you're going to see a lot from Franklin Templeton. Invesco has partnered with Galaxy. Uh, Invesco doesn't have a lot of in-house talent on crypto, but Galaxy has tons of it. So you're going to see Invesco, another trillion-dollar leader in the ETF space, of course, very famous for the Qs. The QQQ ETFs uh, are going to be uh, successful. And the real sleeper that is going to catch people's attention, which is already happening, is Bitwise. Bitwise Asset Management is the only pure crypto play in this space. They're one of the oldest, uh, if not the oldest, crypto-only fund manager. Hunter Horsley, the CEO, and Matt Hogan, the CIO. Matt was the CEO of ETFs.com for 20 years. Matt is extremely deep in the, in the ETF space and now focusing entirely on crypto. Bitwise is very highly regarded. 
particularly in the institutional space and with advisors. People who want to engage in crypto are going to want to know they're dealing with a player who has deep experience and expertise in crypto. Bitwise trumps pretty much everybody in that regard. So I think you're going to see, if I had to pick the top three, it's going to be Bitwise Franklin and BlackRock, I think, are going to be the three biggest asset gatherers in this space going forward. Let's get to the price of Bitcoin now. You just said that you believe $150 billion in spot Bitcoin ETFs in the next two to three years. How do you think that's going to drive the price up? Where do you think we're going to get to? I think that by the time we get to the end of 2025, so just under two years from now, I think Bitcoin's price will be $150,000. What needs to happen for that prediction to come true? We need to get uh, advisors engaged. And the ETF uh, was the key linchpin to that. So that, that's been the holy grail of investing for crypto. And most people don't really understand fully the impact of financial advisors. I, I created Edelman Financial, which is the largest uh, independent financial advisor in the country with about $250 billion in assets, 1.3 million households. And I've been in, in the advisory space for, for 35 years. Most people underestimate the independent RAA channel. Collectively, we manage $8 trillion in assets. Two-thirds of all the investors in the country work with a financial advisor. So consumers who are crypto curious, who might be interested in this asset class, if their advisor isn't recommending it, they're not going to do it because they do what their advisor tells them to do. Just like you take the pills your doctor tells you to take. If your doctor doesn't tell you to take it, you're not going to take it. Same thing with investments. If your advisor doesn't tell you to buy an investment, you're not going to buy it. And up until now, advisors have not been recommending Bitcoin to any significant degree. All of that over the next year and a half is going to change dramatically. And advisors are telling us that they're going to allocate this year and they're going to allocate on average 2% of assets. Do the math. If three quarters of advisors allocate to crypto and they have a pool of $8 trillion and they allocate an average of two or two and a half percent of assets, we're looking at asset flows pushing $150 billion of assets. Considering that Bitcoin's market cap is only about 700 billion or 800, this is going to be massively impactful for the price of Bitcoin. And that excludes, as I mentioned, the institutional investors, endowments, pension funds, insurance companies, sovereign wealth funds, family offices. It ignores uh, the halving that is coming up in April. It, it's going to be really pretty exciting pretty quick. Rick, thanks so much for joining the show today. Anytime, Jen. That was the founder of the Digital Assets Council of Financial Professionals, Rick Edelman. That's it for today's show. For more interviews and macro news on the digital asset space, check out Coindesk's First Mover, also hosted by me, Jen Sanasi. Markets Daily is produced and edited by Eleanor Paul, alongside senior booking producer Melissa Montanez and executive producer Jared Schwartz. I'm your host, Jen Sanasi. We'll be back tomorrow with more Markets Daily. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader, like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.